Welcome to the Manor. Welcome to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. This is James, and Jody's not here right now because this is a simple quick intro to remind you that last time we split the episode a bit, and here we're going to finish our thoughts on Professor Tolkien's On Fairy Stories essay. Enjoy! So as James mentioned earlier, uh, the happy ending is not the true ending. The stories go on, although they will go on with new characters. And if you've read or at least watched the films of The Lord of the Rings, you'll remember there's a scene where Sam, Samwise Gamgee, starts talking about um, all the old stories and the heroes from the old stories and then realizes they're in the same story. I, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you have a happy ending for those characters, but the story goes on. More characters come in and leave as other characters come in behind them. Yeah, like leaves on a tree. Yeah, or trees that grow from seeds <laughs> that <laughs> fell off the tree. In, in, in a different... <laughs> nice. In a different... Yeah, yeah. See? Wonderful metaphor. This, this tree of tales. <laughs> so, I, I think that's about it. I mean, we, we have a few thoughts on the... Uh, epilogue, or as I pronounced it, as a young man who read a lot, never heard anything pronounced, the epiluge. <laughs> <laughs> epiluge. Yeah. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> no, I love to read books above my level, but nobody pronounces anything. No, it's cool. Uh, calm down there, Calliope. <laughs> hey, books on tape, man. And that's all I got to say. Books on tape. <laughs> I don't know if I had, we had books on tape when I was eight years old. I mean, I had a little tape player that I pretended I was Walter Cronkite on, but otherwise, yeah. really, really, Walter Cronkite, cool. Yeah, I do a little nose cut, and this is the word. What? Yeah, nice. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so moving on to the epilogue and notes, and and then we we do have something special for you at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll just I, I'm not going to go into detail on this. I think I may have more than Jody on this, and he'll have more on the the other thing. Uh, just to, to sort of wrap a few things up, in, in the epilogue, uh, Tolkien does talk a little bit more, and this goes back to the, even the very beginning, that everything we've talked about has to tap into reality. Uh, you, you can have your story, it can have magic, fantasy, elves, dragon, whatever, but there's going to have to be something you connect with, even if it's just the humans in the story, or Tolkien connected with the hobbits, or you know whatever it may be. There's, there's something you're tapping into that allows you to be a part of the story and, and really get into it. Yeah. And, and I know I've been knocking uh, a little bit his religious aspects he's been putting in here. <laughs> maybe, may, maybe more than I should, but less than I could. <laughs> so after eight years of Catholic school and getting my knuckles racked by nuns. Um, <laughs> uh, towards one of the very last things in the, uh, before the notes, uh, he talks about you know, the great catastrophe and, and the Christian joy, the Gloria, and, and I just will say that as much as I do not care for most religious music, the Gloria is very uplifting and joyous. If it's what I'm thinking it is, then yes, I would agree with you. Uh, and otherwise, uh, Tolkien does give some notes here. So th these are just things that expand what he talked about a little bit. And all I will say is that for the things I've disagreed with Professor Tolkien on, uh, no A, he knocks A.A. A. Milne. And I'd like to say Pooh Bear Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, 
and this also goes back, he, he goes into more detail in one of the first sections we talked about how you can glean old practices through stories. Yeah. Uh, examples are human sacrifice or Dickens Christmas, the Elizabethan Christmas and everything, which helped create uh, many of the rituals itself that we talked about earlier in this essay and back at Christmas time when we, we did Dickens stuff. So you'll, you'll get more of what he's talking about if you read through the notes. But I, I will say I do disagree with Professor. Uh, he talks about surrealism being morbid. And, and I don't quite get that. It can be disconcerting. It can be odd. It can be weird. I mean, it's, it's surreal. But it yeah. doesn't have to be morbid. I mean, it could be, sure. But, yeah, not, not so much. Eh, yeah, I don't, yeah I, don't, I don't necessarily see it that way either. <laughs> and, and I do have to disagree with the professor on where he separates humans from animals. I don't think humans have a monopoly on souls, which does put me at odds with this Catholicism. Um, yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. We agree on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he does talk about here, uh, and this goes right back to what we're just saying, and I said I would bring it back up soon, is that the stories never end part. Fairy stories start with yeah. once upon a time, and they end with, mm -hmm. and they lived happily ever after. He, he does talk about, more or less, my own words are, nothing is ever wrapped neatly in a bow. Uh, he talks about right. it being a bookend. You've got this beginning, you've got this end, but they're written in a way you know there's more to it. There was more before. There is more coming up after, like Jody just talked about. But we mm -hmm. know that in the story. But it's just a way for that one particular piece. Yeah. And, and, and I'm okay with that. And, and I do kind of like the uh, once upon a time. It, it's not a specific time. Just once upon a time, somewhere back there yeah. where it makes sense. And, of course, time and fairy is uh, very malleable. So yes, works yes, it is. And, and for my end, um, I, like I said, I'll probably interject when Jody's talking a bit, but, but for mine, I'm just about done. I was just going to mention, uh, we, we talked about Bilbo uh, a couple of times in here, and some of the things I thought about when I was reading this, because at the same time I was reading this, I was reading The Hobbit and you know, some, some of the books on The Hobbit, uh, but mm -hmm. Bilbo tempered his wondrous adventure with a longing for home, and it was tempered by the death of his friends. So he, he yep. appreciated his home comforts even more, even though he longed for the elven lands, which, which would be fairy. Bilbo found that nice yeah. balance that Jody mentioned earlier. As, as we do more episodes, you'll find out I'm really a big fan of balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe um, not the Van Halen album, but, you know, as a philosophy. Actually, it's a good album. That's, one of the, that's a good album. I, okay, okay. So, um, as as you'll also discover as we do more episodes, I'm not a big fan of the of the uh, Sammy Hagar era Van Halen, but Balance is a good album. The last two, uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge and Balance, were good albums. I liked those. And my issues with Sammy Hagar were, were not. It, it, it my well, I won't get into my issues with Sammy Hagar at that point, but. <laughs> I'm cool with Sammy. <laughs> I I am. I just um yeah, well, anyway. Good. He told me the other day he likes you too. I don't know where the hell you're getting this anger from. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I mean, we can go off on this tangent. <laughs> no. So I'm going to finish with, with a 
uh, with a quote from, quote from Terry Pratchett to sort of round out some of my favorite authors that we've been talking about. <laughs> and back in the Christmas episodes, I mentioned the, the book Hogfather. And one of the quotes matches perfectly up with this topic. Humans need fantasy to be human, to be the place where the falling angel meets the rising ape. Yeah, that sounds good. And, and I'd like to point out that I think Pratchett was also more along the lines of uh, Douglas Adams as far as religion. <laughs> so uh, the rising ape with evolution uh, not be out of place with Terry Pratchett's writing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, okay. Well, I've recently been, I'm not quite finished with it, but I have been reading um, Andrew Lang's Blue Book of Fairy Stories. Now, if you remember that this essay was based on a lecture that Tolkien gave in the Andrew Lang series. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the Andrew Lang series of lectures, so I'm doubting that they're all, you know, fairy story kind of stuff. <laughs> but he, he, because he was involved in other types of literature, so, and I do, I have some of that stuff. I found it now that I've now that I went and looked for it, because it's all public domain, downloaded a lot of it. I've been reading the Blue Fairy, uh, Blue Book Fairy stories, and I just, I, you know, I, not not a whole lot here, but I, I've noticed a few things. I noticed there was some stuff that uh, we talked about Tolkien criticizing in the lecture. Animal stories are not fairy stories, um, and I don't think there really were too many in this volume of the, the of Lang's book series as you know not not too many of the uh the the beast story kind of things but i i did notice a few things uh in lang's tellings of these stories um a lot of times the evil stepmother character would be described as an ogre in disguise or a a an ogre witch in disguise especially if they were going to meet a foul end at the end of the story so he kind of he dehumanized those characters even more and in other stories, the, they were actually more sanitized than I had expected them to be. His version of Cinderella in the original Grimm's telling of it, as they wrote it down originally in their first edition, the stepsisters, when presented with the glass slipper, cut off parts of their foot, each, you know, off a part of, the, of one cut the heel off of her foot and the other one cut the toes off trying to get their foot into that slipper. In Lang's version of the story, neither one of them did that. And when Cinderella marries the prince, she not only forgives them, but brings them to live with her and finds them husbands. Well, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. So I've got a daughter, and when she was much younger, we watched the Cinderella like sequels, because Disney would put out straight-to-video sequels of their bigger movies. And, and in that one... Yeah. She helps one of the evil stepsisters because they both survived. She helped one of them find a husband. She hooks up with a baker, so nobody famous. But yeah, there's that Disneyfication. See, Andrew Lang started it. Actually, the Grimm's started it because as they would come out with later editions, they would start making the stories more sanitized. <laughs> yeah. You call yourselves Grimm. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but uh, another critique that Tolkien had on some of the stuff though that you might remember we mentioned in one of the other episodes was that travel stories are not fairy stories. And he, he specifically pointed out Gulliver's travels. That's not a fairy story. It's a travel story. And 
as I was reading along, I, I really had not looked in the table of contents. All of a sudden, here is, and I've not, I've never read Gulliver's Travels, so I don't know if this was straight out of out of the book or what. But it's like the first five chapters out of Gulliver's Travels is in the Blue Book of Fairy Stories, huh. and I was like, "What?" <laughs> that seems odd. I've never read it either. By the way, I yeah. know what it is, but uh, that's yeah. Um, it, it also, I was like, "Why is this in here?" <laughs> Didn't Tolkien say this wasn't a fairy story? Why is this in here? You know, Tolkien said it's not a fairy story, but... <laughs> yeah, but see, that's what I'm wondering is if that's why Tolkien was making a point of talking about Gulliver's Travels, because it made it into Lang's book. It'd be... <laughs> and he's pointing out, he's pointing out, you got this one wrong. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to I, the I Lang. <laughs> and here's where he got it wrong. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about being curmudgeonly on some of Tolkien's thoughts, because evidently the professor would be like... Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's all I've really got on there. Um, I, I have enjoyed reading the Blue Book of Fairy Stories. Um, I just, <laughs> the whole Gulliver's Travels thing just kind of threw me off. But That's rather humorous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, that's that's all I've got. Um, I guess that's that's it for us covering Tolkien's essay on fairy stories. Yeah, we, we hope you've enjoyed it. And by the way, my... Smart-ass comments tonight are brought to you by Centerpoint Black. All right. A lot of it. <laughs> well, didn't start well, with a lot, but by the time we're done now. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's I'm just fine. brought to you by the fact that I'm a smart-ass. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm drinking water. I but yes, we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed our smart-assery, yeah. our jocularity, <laughs> our philosophy. Yes. Yeah, you're going to have to stop me. I'm going to keep coming up with words that rhyme. Um, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we'll we'll come back to we'll come back to the professor sometime soon. In fact, I think we should do a special on Hulkin Day. And we're, well, we missed it. Fuck, we just missed it. And you we know did. what else we missed? What, what's that? Well, we were we were talking about doing one the, on the uh, Burns Day, and we oh yeah, no, there's another or no Burns Day. Yeah, we missed Burns Day. Yeah, we did. Well, there are two things for next. That's, yeah. Well, they just gave me an yeah, idea. Next January. Yep. <laughs> Although, put it out December so everybody can be ready for it in January. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tomorrow's Burns Day. <laughs> We're sorry you didn't <laughs> listen to this for a week, so you missed it. Anyway, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, then. Well, um, I'm good if you're good. I'm, I, I'm great. <laughs> that's what she said. Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So on that note, I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll see you guys later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Whereas me, I'm like, you're trying to make me feel guilty. <laughs> you're fucking stupid. That's, uh, that's an emotion I only have in the worst of circumstances. Why, no, you can. So can I. I'm asking if you want to, bastard. <laughs> Go ahead. Welcome to the macabre banner and the damn it son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you want me to do it? I got my notes right here. <laughs> oh, no, I got it now. Now, now it's a challenge. I think a macabre manner of the twin terrors. Wait, no, damn it. If anybody ever hears the tapping sort of noise in the background, that's me trying to do SOS that Jody actually has me chained to a radiator. Oh, well, no, I was, I was, never mind.
Yeah, I got your joke too. I, <laughs> I just have, ignoring it. <laughs> I didn't have anything good to say on that, so I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, Duchess. Ooh, in the yeah. teens. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably take that out because I burped halfway through, and I don't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. And, and you know what? I was waiting for the bagpipes to start. <laughs> 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 because I've I have downloaded and listened to each episode on Podbean. Uh, so as soon to, as I said bye, I was expecting where's the damn bagpipes? As, 